amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. How's it going? This is Dave the Drummer, your awesome host. This is Uncle June's Junction, the official podcast for All Japan Worldwide Fan Group. I want to thank you folks for joining us. We have a very special episode in that we have a guest. We have a brand new guest. Is Manuel. He is a, uh, a he is an Italian Pudesu fan, and he is a part of Shields of Wrestling, uh, the website, and he also is the host of what's next which is a podcast that is a part of the shield of wrestling is that right manuel yeah sure that's right and i'm thrilled to be right here on uncle's june junction yes I'm, it's difficult it's difficult to say that you know because i'm italian and that's kind of a harsh words for for us <laughs> saying uncle's june junction right but, you know yeah uh that's, well the, that's the, really... i'm sorry yeah sure no, that's a really great podcast. I've listened to some of the episodes, and that was really good. And now I know that uh, that you have also uh, interviewed Francesco Aguirre, and that's the Italian pride. Uh, and uh, I'm so I'm so glad you you got him. I am too. You know, uh, Akira, He's a he's a nice guy, and he is working hard to build his career. And what better time to get to know somebody than when they're sort of at the bottom and they're they're starting to work their way up to the top? Because I mean, if you ask me, he's only gonna go to the top if he sticks around, if he stays with it, and you know he seems like he is. And so I, I can only see a really bright future for him, and that's gonna lead to all sorts of things because he'd be able to take all that the the matches and the tutelage and the, the experience and take that worldwide you know japan is probably the best place to go get your training done and, and to go get your basics done and to become the pro wrestler that you want to be and then set out on the world and go and do your thing i mean guys guys like benoit you know yeah the, the name has kind of a black stain to it a dark stain if you will a bad stain i should say you know more, more clearly but he had the right idea in that he wanted to go to japan and go season himself in in, in deep immersive 
learning experience and that's what he got and that's what akira is getting right now he's getting a really deep experience a very personal experience training in the dojo uh with the the all japan rookies and being over there because of the covid19 circumstances but he's he's making the most of it and we're really happy to have him so anyways uh me and emmanuel we were just talking about the the anniversaries big anniversaries the this month uh the first one is the passing anniversary of one of the greatest all japan uh dojos uh student uh, yeah, graduates wrestlers of all time misuhara misawa <laughs> multiple time triple crown heavyweight champion multiple time uh winner of real world tag league champions carnival world tag team champions multiple times over he's done it all he's been there he's done that and uh around it was i think we said today right today is the the anniversary of the founding of noah right yeah right sure yeah it's pretty crazy to think that uh you know uh it's been 20 years 20 years since noah first started and if you're not a fan of the the, the stuff around that time the shift in the paradigm is is simply huge when this when this first happened, when the split first happened, excuse me for one second, I'm going to edit this out. <laughs> uh, when the, when the when the uh, when the the exodus first happened, it made such big tidal waves that things happened that a lot of people would not expect. We saw Tenryu come back to all Japan, which Giant yeah. Baba swore on his his life would never happen, and we also saw. Uh, we saw All Japan and New Japan begin to co-promote. And that was something that we had not seen in 10, 10 9 years. Uh, it was a long time. You know, we hadn't seen any cooperation between All Japan and New Japan. All of a sudden, now we've got All Japan and New Japan working together, doing some stuff together. And, I mean, that that's that was huge. Huge event. And so, uh, Mitsuhara Masao passes away on the 13th. Uh, and uh, Noah is created on June 16th. And so those are some really, really, really big points of interest for the Noah slash All Japan wrestling fans just because that split creates this whole different world of All Japan. You know, you have a, a huge gap with almost 80%, almost, I'd even say it's like 90% of the roster of All Japan, the Gaijin's mostly included take off to go form noah they have their first cards at uh, differ ariaki and a couple weeks later and the rest is history and noah you know right now is a lot of people are talking about noah and, you know they just got a couple of big guns from wrestle one they got your kaz hayashi yeah. they got their manabu soya they got steaky hey, yoshioka what was that also yeah it was uh was ready right there challenging challenging uh kaito kiyomiya at the at the show so i think that that he he went there right yeah uh, and uh, um you know it's it's a big 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 event um for noah because noah is starting to rein in all these guys who used to work for wrestle one but they they are part of the all japan lineage too and so it's interesting to see noah getting former all japan guys again you know it's it's a very interesting dynamic although only um, Kaz and Soya are technically All Japan guys. Yoshioka, I don't think, made it past the dojo. Because Yoshioka used to wrestle for, I want to say, Wrestlegate? He, he used to be under a mask. He had a, a different gimmick and everything. And he announced that he was going to join the All Japan dojo. He joins the All Japan dojo. And he starts working some stuff 
don't think he was under the mask at that point, but he ditches the mask. And when it goes to, when they all leave to wrestle one is when Yoshioka really, his stock rises because he's, he's no longer an independent guy that is trying to eke his way up the ladder. He, he is a part of the, the roster. And so there's, you know, he has, he has, he has to prove something, but at the same time, the, strain of having to demonstrate that you're not just an indie guy but you're a good wrestler it's got to be you know immense and that you're trying to get a regular job and regular jobs in pro wrestling in any country has got to be pretty difficult and so yeah we, we had those two big events happen um since our last taping and we also uh we're talking with manuel about what's going on in june for for all japan so uh we we saw that there's a card announced for the 19th right yeah, but there's no matches listed, and so I'm kind of curious as to what's what's gonna happen. You got you? Do you have any guesses on what what you would what, what do you think we're gonna be seeing on the 19th match wise? You want to take a, a that, shot in the dark? That, that's weird because you know in the 25th we have uh, we have a number one contender title match, so that's kind of that's kind of weird that in 19 we don't have a match, and. I don't really know. I can't do a, a, a prediction because you know you don't have you don't have any match in the card, and it, to me it would be too difficult. So, <laughs> so I'm just uh, right here, standing at my home, expecting a B card for for that event. Yeah, for the 19th. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, uh, my uh, our, our one of our listeners, uh, one of the. Uh, the folks in the All Japan Worldwide fan group is, is a big fan, uh, Murray, and he has constantly talked to me about this, like the the nineteenth, like where where is the card? How come the card hasn't been announced? And so, um, you know, it, it it sucks because usually they don't play their their cards so close to the chest, but I suppose in this instance they're kind of you know doing that, and so we kind of just have to take a watch and wait you know, uh, standpoint. And so, uh, why, why don't we talk about, uh, what's been going on since our, our last recording, uh, event wise. Um, well, so far there's only been, uh, the match, the, uh, the special, what was it called? It's, they've got, uh, okay. Menzore Bakai Chidai <laughs> Superhuman Pursuit. And it was a, uh, a singles match for the Wednesday special and Menzo, Black Menzore, who has had on a series of matches where he's essentially trying to make the rules where he can win no matter what, he's still lost in this match. He uh, gives a he he gets submitted by uh, Shuji Ishikawa, who's one half of the World Tag Team slash Double Cup Tag Team Champions, and that was on the tenth. And on the seventeenth, we're supposed to be having another Wednesday special. I believe it's going to be. The Fight Club, the Fight Club, um, the, the Fight Club series of matches, which if we haven't talked to you about, uh, I, I'm pretty sure we did go over the rules last time in our, our last episode or, yeah, our last episode. But just to reiterate, All Japan put out a little describing, uh, uh, a little description of some of just what what is the Fight Club. And uh, the, with the help of Google Translate, this is what it says. It says, with the ring of all Japan professional wrestling, young people of the future will eliminate the barriers of groups, collide with each other's body, and work hard to improve the front, young frontiers of the industry. 
As a result, it aims to revitalize the future professional wrestling world. Match format is five minutes, one game. If there is no settlement, overtime is allowed for one minute. Winning players will win. And the next time, they will meet new opponents if the match is not reached in extra time next time. Two completely different players will make a singles match aiming to win. Now, thus far, Hokuto Omori has been successful in winning uh, all his matches in the Fight Club. And he's turned back challenges from folks that were a part of 2AW. Tetsuya Hanami, awesome awesome wrestler. And they just hooked up with Takuro Niki, who is a Wrestle1 trainee. The next match is going to be Dan Tamura. Don Tamura is going to take on Hokuto Omori. Now, let me ask you, Manuel, what do you think of Don Tamura? I think that he's good, you know, because I saw the, the documentary on uh, the oh, the Old Japan TV, and uh, he was like there with uh, with Francesco, with Yusuke Okada, with uh, with Hokuto Omori, and uh, he he trained uh, trained very hard. So I'm kind of expect some. Not big things, but you know, medium things for him in the in the future because I think that he trains a lot and he may be in the future really good. Yeah, I I think he's going to be something special as well. You know, I've been keeping my eye on him and he's got a lot of spirit. He's got a lot of fire in him, and so I think if they can get him more experience, if it's possible, maybe get him a learning excursion to Canada or Mexico, somewhere that's gonna do some real good for him. I think he's going to be one of the top guys of all Japan in the years to come. Now, let me ask your uh, opinion. What do you think of Hokuto Omori in terms of uh, does he does he show a lot of progress compared to because excuse me, um, Atsuki and Don Tamuda started about two months after Omori did, and yeah. so when you when you see those when you see those three wrestle. Do you see a uh, a difference, like a marked difference between Omori and then, like split between Omori and then uh, Tamura and Atsuki, who are uh, the, the contemporaries? Like, do, do you see like a, a, a like he's he's a bit more progressed than the others? Yeah, I think that Okuto Mori is uh, is uh, really talented and uh, like in the movements he's so smooth. And it's a thing that Dan Tamura doesn't have. So I think that uh, in in movement, uh, Okutomori is surely surely better than than Dan. But in the future, you know, with training, with mm, any type of stuff, with uh, with the, with the type of eating, you know, because that uh, that comes to uh, the the things uh, may will may be different. But uh, ready right now, I think that uh, Omori is slightly better. Yeah, I, I also think that uh, he he switched out of his trunks. Like he started, he was in silver trunks, and now he's got black trunks with writing on them. And he just recently, a couple of days back, he just challenged for his very first title, if I'm not mistaken. He got to challenge for the All Japan World Junior Heavyweight title over in Dragon's Gate. He, yeah. got to, he wrestled in a three-way dance with uh, Yosuke Santa Maria, and also got to wrestle, obviously, Suzumu Yokozuka, who is the defending champion. What is of noteworthiness is that um, Omori 
managed to pin Santa Maria, and Santa Maria has been around a couple more years than Omori. So, I mean, it's it's a, a big win over a veteran. It doesn't matter if it's a veteran of your own promotion, but, I mean, you know, it's a, a big win for him now. Omori would go down. He would lose his, his title shot, but the fact of the matter is is he definitely showed he could hang. He definitely showed that he could be on a, a championship caliber, caliber if – he is to keep working the way he is and if he keeps up his you know every everything is just firing on all cylinders he 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 could be a world junior heavyweight champion sooner than we know and so that was that was a really big because also facing susumu yokosuka in dragon gate it's like some really hot stuff you know it's a veteran it's a legend of dragon gate so it's really it, it's really great for for Gamali. Definitely shows that he is um, he's getting on that level where he is facing veterans more than he is facing fellow young guys. And that's definitely a good sign. I think they have a lot of confidence in Omori. And as we saw in the, the dojo video uh, that we're going to talk about in a little bit, uh, Omori is right in the thick of things. You know, he, he works just as hard as the any other of the the rookies any of the anybody else in the promotion he works he works his butt off and so we we're big we're i'd say collectively we're all big fans of omori and we see a big bright future for him and so that is totally awesome so let's go ahead and talk about the the card on the 25th since that since that is confirmed uh uh for what matches they've got on there so far let's go ahead and talk about that card yeah, so we have uh, in the main event we have the one of the most important match in the in matches in the in the last months. You know, Shotaro Hashino uh, against uh, Yuma Oyagi for the number one contendership. The winner faces uh, Suwama. That's that's really that's really cool because in the last months uh, Shotaro Hashino is getting very very big wins. You know, we saw matches in like a uh, few weeks a uh, few weeks ago with. Uh, Again, with Kumarashi, Les Infants Terribles against, uh, against Kento and Francesco Aguirre, and was really good. And like, he blocked both with the ankle lock. You know, Francesco, Francesco came, he blocked him with the ankle lock. Kento came, and then he let Francesco down and blocked Kento. So it's like really good, and all Japan has really big plans for, for him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely, and it's so nice to hear somebody pronounce the the stable name right because I I know I'm not, but I I never claim to to be very good at, at speaking foreign <laughs> yeah, because languages. That's, that's French, and I and we're in Europe, so that's that's kind of French is near to us, so so we we kind of speak French. Let's say that. <laughs> right, and, and a, a a good friend of the show uh, and I have talked countless times about how there are parts of italy where there are some folks that don't necessarily speak italian predominantly they, they speak <laughs> different dialects and i saw that blew my mind like he, we were talking about dino bravo and a lot of people don't know this but a dino bravo he's of italian descent I, this whole time i thought he was french canadian through it through it and he is french canadian but he's french canadian <laughs> uh uh he's like a, a italian yeah, he's a Italian, French, Canadian sort of deal, but I, I had no idea, and that that totally blew my mind, you know. Yeah, but I'm right here near Rome, you know. So in Rome, they talk uh, all 
Rome stuff, you know, they have a specific dialect. And so they talk about that. They don't even talk Italian. So it, it's kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds a bit like, uh, um, that sounds a bit like America where you have, you know, uh, different, different parts of the country where they, they do speak English, but the English is, is like a marked di difference. You know, if you go to the South, they use a lot more, uh, they, they have a lot, the, there's a lot, I would say that the, the metaphors, things of that nature, they're, they're much different. And the, sometimes you got draws where people can't understand what the heck they're saying, like, uh, like, uh, Cajuns, right? We have Cajuns over in, uh, like Louisiana and Mississippi and, and Alabama around that Gulf coast area. And there's some that they, their English is just like, uh, they're, they're speaking English, but the it's it's so thick that you're just like man I, I I can't unpack everything, you know. Um, but that that's you know you you got a country that's a melding pot, you know. And that's that's what's gonna happen. So uh, let, let's talk a little bit more about the the card on the 25th. So we we talked about the main event, right? Yuma versus Ashino, and yes, it is a huge match. It's got huge ramifications. The the winner of this match will go and face Suwama in the title crown. I'm sorry, the triple crown title match. And that's whoever we're going to get, it's going to be a damn good match because Aoyagi can pull out matches really well with anybody. And Ashino has definitely shown that he can hang with all the All Japan guys and he's shown that he belongs with them. And so that's going to be something to look at. But uh, we do have uh, some other matches that they've kind of been working on a bit. And, and the first in the opener, we're going to see Koji Iwamoto and Hikaru Sato. They're going to team up even though they're on uh, different teams. Uh, Iwamoto is obviously with Jin and Hikaru Sato is with Evolution. They, after the last event, they, I'm sorry, the, the event before last, um, they, you, they, they united. They, they got back, they got together backstage and they did a photo op and they agreed they were going to start working together at the same time as Black Menzode and Yusuke Kodama, that freaky pair, they're uh, they're all going to take off. They're they're going to go up against each other in a tag match, and I'm actually really looking forward to this because all four of these guys can really work. And Black Menzode, he's so good at getting things over that people kind of forget that he could be a really good serious wrestler. I I thought that the all Asian tag title match that they had earlier this year with him teaming with Omori was uh, fantastic it definitely showed that black benzo they can still reel folks in with his wrestling uh not just the the gimmick with all that sha stuff i mean you know it that that you know that, that he got that over congratulations to him you know he's definitely one of the most over guys on the roster but at the same time i, I like him to show that he can still wrestle and he, he's very technically sound because he, he's a great wrestler i don't know if you've ever watched his stuff in osaka pro when he was tiger's mask or when he was in his heel era, he, he's dynamite worker, dynamite worker. Um, did, did, have, sure you, have you seen him at all in Osaka Pro before? I seen maybe mm, a few matches, but you know, in old Japan, uh, he has a strange gimmick. Uh, we are old Japan, we are the big, uh, the biggest promotion promotion of wrestling in the world of the planet, and you know, you see this guy with his with this black mask who says strange things and I don't know it's kind of, it's kind of weird seeing him with uh, Yosuke Yosuke Kodama Yosuke Okada sorry or, or or the other or the other guys so I don't know he has a strange gimmick 
Well, let, let me let me go ahead and give you a little bit of uh, background on, on the the gimmick. So I, I'm mistaken in that I said he was with Osaka Pro. He actually started with <clears throat> so Okinawa Pro Wrestling was a breakaway group that Super Delphin launched to become a bit more closer to what he pictured Osaka Pro Wrestling becoming. And so Okinawa Pro, everybody had a specialized gimmick in, in the promotion. I, I don't think there was more than two or three guys that was working Osaka Pro, or Okinawa Pro that, that you could see their face. Everybody had a mask gimmick. So his mask gimmick was uh, he was Menzode. And he had a bowl of noodles on his head. That's what it's supposed to be. And he yeah. had a, a bowl of noodles on his head. And he was known for... Like liking alcohol, right? That was sort of his his big thing was that he he's a I think he's associated with the, the alcohol and the the, the ramen, and uh, there may be a little more context to that, but because I am not Japanese, I I not fully understand it. But that should be something we could look into in a future episode. Anyways, so that was sort of his gimmick. So when he comes back to all Japan in a new version of the gimmick in terms of uh, Menzo Day returns, but he is black menzode so he is the heel quote unquote evil version of this gimmick that he had in okinawa pro it's actually the, the he started wrestling in all japan as uh menzode and then took the mask off and that's when he officially signed with all japan but yeah he, he it's a it's a character that was created in okinawa pro and brought over to all japan and that's what he's been using ever since and yeah, it, it is a pretty freaky gimmick. It's very different from anything in the U.S. But uh, in the U.S., a lot of people are adverse to masks. Uh, I was actually just listening to a podcast, and the, the 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 they were talking about the relevancy of masked wrestlers in pro wrestling from like the '60s to about the '90s. And so uh, th- there's not a lot of talk besides uh, Mr. Wrestling. Guys like Mil Mascaras and Dos Caras. The, the, the Mexican wrestlers were, were coming over and working some dates in America at points. And so that they're, they're the, the, the thing that people remember mass-wise, right? Uh, but then you have like NWA in the early 80s. You've got like the Black Scorpion, the, the, what are the, the, the James Gang. You have people just wearing masks as like a, a, a way of circumnavigating oh well you can't wrestle this guy ever again this guy is completely out of the title match but the midnight rider who is that same guy under a, a mask you know and so um mask gimmicks in japan are, are are perceived very differently i think uh overall in than in the u.s you know in the u.s people who are under mask they don't really i guess take them very seriously because if we stop to think about it how many times has a major wrestling promotion decided they were going to go all in on like a masked wrestler i mean what technically a cane right but but i mean i'd say he makes the mask more than the mask makes him if that makes any sense like kane he made that mask work like there's nobody else i think that could be as iconic working that mask than him and so good you know good ups to kane there's always an exception to the rule but besides that there hasn't been a, a, a wrestling promotion that put a lot of faith into mass wrestlers uh, from like the eighties and nineties, uh, maybe even like the the late seventies. You know, um, the the only real things I could think of them note are like the Patriot, right? The the Patriot's this guy that worked uh, in all Japan, right? As a guy gene, he worked WCW, he worked WWF. He's a pretty solid worker, 
but uh, nobody really gave him a, a, a shot in the the major uh, the major scene. At least not for very long. He actually finds his way to the WWF, and uh, he is involved with a gimmick. Or he's involved with uh, DX for like a short time, and that whole program just fizzles out. But that kind of leads back to my point. You know, Vince didn't know what to do with Vader. Vader's Vader's a mask guy, but I mean, you could pretty much see through his mask. But at the same time, yeah, sure, yeah, he, he's like the last major guy in the U.S. besides you know uh, Kane, obviously, as we mentioned earlier. That is sort of a big deal with masks. And so um, it would be interesting to see if anybody in this current age with a mask is going to be like as big of a star as, say, your Ligers, right? Your Ultimo Dragon, your Great Sasuke. Because to my knowledge, there's only about maybe a dozen masked wrestlers in major promotions right now. And I'm, I'm including Noah. I'm including All Japan. I'm including New Japan. I'm including I'm including BJW Zero One. There's probably only about like a handful of wrestlers that I mean I don't include Dragon Gate because Dragon Gate does have a fair amount of of masked wrestlers in their promotion, uh, but masked wrestlers just in general, you know, uh, not really taken very seriously in in America. Uh, I, I mean, you as as from what I understand. Tiger Mask was really huge in Italy. It, it, do you have you are you uh, familiar with the Tiger Mask uh, anime that was showing way back when, or have you had your your parents talk about it or anything like that? Yeah, sure. That also uh, uh, an opening that was a classic right here. You know, so that that song uh, that we we all know that song. And maybe talk about uh, talk about Mask Wrestler, but. Here in New Japan, we have Dragon Lee, and Dragon Lee is surely one of the most representative wrestler of of uh, of the junior thing, of the junior thing in New Japan. And in the U.S. right now, we also have uh, like Bandido in uh, PWG that he won the 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 last battle of Los Angeles. So it it kind of uh, breaks that uh, that that law that talks about uh, masked wrestler cannot be that that good and. Uh, he breaks the law. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, just because uh, a, a wrestler is masked does not mean that they are not like capable of being in the main event. Another one that that it kind of escaped me was Rey Mysterio, and, and Rey Mysterio has definitely been pushed into the main event, but but he's pushed almost immediately right back out. The, the biggest example I could think of was the fact that he won that that tournament to win the world heavyweight championship and they couldn't give the guy a day it's like he won it and then john cena beat him for it that night and i'm pretty sure right after that he was right back in the mid card and so i mean i don't i don't know about a a good amount of you folks that are listening but to me ray could have easily been a, a top tier guy if he was about if he was about the size of eddie you know, but Ray has got about uh, three or four, four. That's like three or four inches below Eddie Benoit. Uh, you know, even Dino Dimalenko. You know, he's shorter than them. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, I, I'd say Ray probably would have been uh, an even more successful top top singles guy in the WWE. Maybe not in WCW, but but definitely WWE. He would have been on top. A, a bit longer, I feel, and definitely would have been a part of the the main event scene a bit more. You know, WWE's booking is really weird, and it's full of bullshit. So, the stuff goes goes by itself. 
Yeah, absolutely. We we we're 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 big fans of the Japanese stuff because yeah. the the WWE. It's just man, you know, just uh, just start throwing throwing all kinds of ideas and let's see what sticks to the wall. Is pretty much I think what they've they've pretty much been doing for God knows how long. God knows how long. So, anyways, folks, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit more with Manuel, our awesome new friend. This is Uncle June's Junction, the official podcast of All Japan Worldwide Fan Group. Please enjoy the selection of music. We'll be right back. Five, four, three, two, one. Folks, we are back. We are back. We are back. So we are here with our friend Manuel. We are talking about All Japan Pro Wrestling. We're talking about, you know, our, our conversations kind of you know sign wide here and there between different promotions and this is good you know we we need these kind of talks you know because even though we love all japan and all japan is you know is wunderbar uh you know there are wrestling promotions outside of all japan we have no problem talking about them as long as the relevancy is fairly there with relations to all japan and and sometimes we we do take a a side side step here and there but we we pull it back in you know uh we're we, we are the anti-WWE in that we completely acknowledge any wrestling promotion outside of All Japan willing to talk about them and their title history and their lineage as opposed to that senile old fuck. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were talking about the, uh, the event on the 25th. And let's go ahead and finish rounding that out. And then we can talk about this awesome interview that our, our friend, our mutual friend, Francesco Akita, produced himself. And so... Let's get to the, the rest of the card. So as we talked about, we talked about the main event, Aoyagi versus Ashino, Triple Crown contenders match, right? That's a big one. We talked about the opener, which is Iwamoto and Sato teaming up against Black Benzore and Yusuke Kodama. The uh, second match on that card announced, we, sh- we should mention that this is the, the card that's announced so far. So something could change. They could add something. We're on the 16th of today uh, recording. So we got nine days to go. Anything could change. So on the second match, we've got Evolution, and they are going up against. Well, I, I should say what combination of Evolution that might help. Uh, it is the combination of Suwama, Shuji Ishikawa, and Yusuke Okada, the rookie for Evolution, going up against Kinto, Jiro, and Francesco Akita. We were just talking about him right now. Now this is a, a I think, a very we, we we have matches that display the what what all Japan what the current all Japan product is, and while we do have these other matches on the card, I feel like this match is going to be something special and display just what is the all Japan picture look like right now because all six of these guys, even though supposedly. Jito is going to be leaving to the U.S. as soon as everything is cleared up and uh, travel between the two countries. Everything is kind of worked out in that sense. But for the time being, this you know it's a good thing that Jito is around. He's helping out all Japan. It's it's good stuff. So the six of these guys are going to have, I think, a fantastic match. They might even steal the show just because you've got six of the best workers in the country right now, and we're including Akira in that because he's. He's busting his butt. He's working hard, and his stuff looks clean. Yeah. You know, he he's 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 in good hands. That's very important. That if he wants a future, he's in good hands with people that are gonna guide him and mold him into something 
that uh, uh, any promotion around the world would look and go, I want that guy. Like, I want that guy for six months. I want yeah. that guy to be my champion. I want that guy to work a program with, like, my top guy. You know, uh, I think he's going to go like, for it. You know? uh, like and then finally, so, I'm sorry, go ahead. He's, like, so smooth. You know you know what? It kind of reminds me, like, the, the first Prince David. You know, that topic on Hilo, that sling blade, that double foot stomp. It's like Prince David, and it's really great. Yeah, Devitt is somebody that definitely, when he came onto the scene, he wasn't just wrestling for the sake of building experience. He he was he was he was basically the way I view Devitt is is that his wrestling wasn't just the kind of wrestling that entertains. You 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 go and you say, okay, what is so special about pro wrestling? You show me, right? Like like it's like a dare. Like you show me why I should watch your wrestling, right? And, and he's he, he's a great, talented guy. He's a great, talented Irish wrestler, and, and he's been over. He's worked some dates in, in the U.S. He's worked some dates in, in primarily around uh, uh, the, his his native, you know, the, the U.K., but I know that he definitely got a chance to go and, and do some work outside of the country, and he gets noticed, and he goes over, and he starts working with New Japan. He gets over there. And he, he's a fantastic wrestler, but the thing of it is, is that when you're watching him, you just, you can't stop watching him, you know? And, and Akira is definitely getting to that, he, he's getting to that area where his wrestling isn't just like, man, he, he's such a great wrestler. He's like, I want to show you, I want to show you this pro wrestling that you can't take your eyes off of, right? And the, the Devitt, he he did a fantastic job of that. He he When he breaks away from CTU when, when CTU falls apart and he's no longer a part of the the group he's got to go out on his own and, and earn that success and he he's the perfect chaser and I I, can't, I cannot remember what year it is but there's I think it's 2007 or maybe 2008 he's not only in the the best of the super juniors but he's also a part of the Tenkaichi junior tournament over in zero one and he makes it all the way to the finals in both and he loses them but those matches you just cannot take your eyes off of what he's doing because it's it's not only super quick and you blink and you miss it but it's just man you know uh it's super clean he's not hurting anybody he's not hurting himself it's like you know it's about as close to a comic book or an anime as you get in real life just because these guys are really just going out there and just busting their hump and they're making it look like beautiful working their art being be, like becoming masters of the craft and we're, we're seeing it like live well i wouldn't say live but we're getting to see them become the masters of their craft and so it's it's fantastic stuff it's fantastic stuff yeah There we go. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, um, yes. So that's uh, that does it for the, the card on the 25th. You know, we're looking forward to that. All uh, Most other promotions by now are starting to get their their plans together and they're starting to execute. New Japan has started rolling their shows again. They're starting to do shows again. They were one of the last major holdouts to not run shows. So everybody is beginning to start to run shows. But not with crowds everybody is trying their best to make sure that before the crowds get back into the mix of things they want to make sure it's nice and safe and nobody is able to 
you know get in there and recontaminate you know and i'm 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 very very happy that they're taking their time they're taking all the precautions they can before they go out there and they're just yeah let's start getting the crowds back in there you know i kind of feel like if it was the if it was over here in the u.s they wouldn't be so uh you know um cautious and they wouldn't be so you know uh, uh concerned because we've i don't know if, if you've been hearing but I've been hearing all these horror stories about what that crazy old senile mofo Vince is doing to his, you know, his employees. And I just read something today. I, I hope to God it's not true, but I'm starting to think it is, is that Vince is like no masks. If you wear a mask on TV, you're getting sent home. So I think that's incredibly tasteless. But what do I know? I'm not a, a rich billionaire who's in my 70s who, you know... But I, I, you know, so I'm really glad that All Japan and New Japan, NOAA, BJW, Dragon's Gate, DDT, they're all taking their time and slowly working the crowds back into the shows. So we were very fortunate enough, myself and Manuel, to talk to Francesco Akira before he went and put out this awesome documentary called This Is, is, it, is, it, this is the All Japan Dojo or what, what, what is it called? Yeah, this is AJPW Dojo, like that thing. But, you know, I saw that and Francesco was really good. You know, the, the training was was hard and he busts his ass all of the time. And, like, to finish the, the training, they got, like, 3,000 of squats. That's, cr- <laughs> that's crazy. I could never do that, but, you know. And then he, he also studies the language because um, they show you that his style is now Japanese and he's getting real good talking about it. And uh, if you if you go on, on his Instagram profile, you can see also that in his, in, in his stories, he even watches wrestling, watches great wrestling, uh, that some kind of stories, you know, that Kanto against Magufuji, that Champions Carnival match that was so good, and uh, the Kanto Magufuji with the title in line. So, yeah, he's really great, talented, and he wants to improve himself. himself. And it's, I don't know, he's getting better day by day. So he's, he's, I'm out of words. I'm speechless talking about him because he's really good and he's getting better and better day by day. Yeah, he really is becoming something special. And that's why I mentioned we're so happy to be able to not only watch him, but able to talk with him and basically be exposed to him while he is still kind of growing and learning as a student of the pro wrestling game. And as he becomes a master, we're going to be able to go back and go, man, remember when we interviewed him uh, uh, a couple of years ago and now he's just like blowing up he's this he's that you know it's 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 gonna be a nice time capsule for when he blows I, up I, you know and and it's i think it's only a matter of time you know before he becomes like a, a real big deal not just in japan but you know worldwide you know i mean he's already got italy and japan you know cheering for him so i mean that's a good start yeah. i'd say but we're um, the Shield of Wrestling. We have another another podcast, you know, that's called Over the Top Rope, and it's for the Italian professional wrestling. And in twenty in twenty seventeen, he got his first interview. So let's let's say that we we believed in him. Let's say that. 
Well, you guys backed the right horse because he, he got noticed by somebody like Tajiri, who is a super world famous um, pro wrestler. You know, he's gone around, he's he's traveled, he's been to Mexico, he's been to the UK, he's been to I think he's even he he's he's part he, he's wrestled for Pro Wrestling Malta, which is around Italy, and, and I think he has wrestled in Italy before too. But the point is, is that you know you get noticed by Tajiri, and Tajiri throws you the invite, says, "Hey, come and come and wrestle in all yeah. Japan, come and train with us." That's that's a huge compliment. Yeah, because in the documentary also Tajiri says he's like very lucky to to get right here in this dojo because right here in Italy we don't have some great structures to to train yourself. So that's really that's really great for Francisco and. Uh, like that, I think that is going really, really far in this business. Tajiri mentioned in the interview, uh, well, the documentary, that he did not have a formal place to go and train at. And so he was having to go and find his training just in, in different places all around uh, uh, Japan and then found that you know Mexico was a bit more ideal of a learning environment for him to go, and so he would go and do that. But... Um, Funny thing is, is that he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, I believe he is a Hamaguchi Dojo guy. Um, and that is very interesting because um, he he's a part of this great lineage that um, a lot of people don't really talk about too much. And that um, the, the Hamaguchi Dojo or the Hamaguchi Gym, right, is uh, some place where... Uh, it, it's mostly meant for like lifting, right? Uh, uh, like power. Yeah. Uh, uh, Animal Hamaguchi. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Animal Hamaguchi is a former pro wrestler. He spent uh, a good chunk of his time in New Japan, All Japan. He also did some work in War. I want to say a little bit of SWS, but I think he was more. He worked a, a little bit more War because he had retired for X amount of years, but then stepped back in, especially when. Choshu was working war, uh, not as a regular guy, but but as a as a as a, a part timer that was around a good amount. So, um, we uh, uh, Tajiri, uh, he starts off in the Hamaguchi Jojo, uh, Hamaguchi Gym, excuse me, and that is pri- primarily where wrestlers go to condition. And would work out, and it's mostly about strength, strength training, and lifting. But a lot of guys also begin to start working pro wrestling stuff. They don't even have a ring; they have mats. They have mats, and so guys like Tajiri, they're wrestling. They're they're learning wrestling on mats as opposed to a ring. And this is in the the, the mid to early nineties. And so you got guys like Kojima, right, and Takamori. Right, who 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 are Hamaguchi Gym, like they they graduate right, and, and there's this huge lineage about it. it it's kind of hard to track down through English sources, but there are Japanese sources where if you translate it, there's like a full list of all the graduates, and and, and we're talking guys from the last twenty thirty years of pro wrestling are are all graduates of this. I, I, I want to say Michiyoshi Ohara is the first one it might be goto i forget which one of the two but you know you got guys like right now like who 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 is a product of the hamaguchi gym right now is what you would ask me and i will tell you shingo takagi 
Okay, Shingo Takagi, who wrestled yeah. in the 2018 Champions Carnival and who gave me the match of the year that year, right, the Champions Carnival. Um, he is a Hamaguchi Dojo graduate, right? Right, Bushi, Shingo Takagi, right, are all graduates of the Hamaguchi Dojo, or the Hamaguchi Gym. So, I mean, that there's some pretty good lineage all coming out of there. But Tajiri gets his start from there. Tajiri begins to to learn the inner workings of pro wrestling there but like you said in the interview you know there's no real stable place to go and train so he has to go to mexico and that's probably why he's helping out akita is because he's like you know yo you know i can see a tile italy doesn't really have the 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 facilities to make you like the 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 best of the best but japan does so maybe you should go over there and he's he's found a steady home and where he can train and can grow as a pro wrestler so you know that's big ups to him you know but the 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 interview the the documentary is very special in that we get a super in-depth look on the life of a trainee and and very in-depth because we get to see him making the chanko Right, which is a yeah. sumo food. We we talk about that last episode. We well, he he talked about it. He he, I let him explain the whole thing with with Chanko and making it, the culture behind it. He tells me that he gets to work with Don Tamura with making the Chanko, and we get to see that in the interview. And so that that's really awesome that we get to see the culture. And, and as you explained, you know, we get to see how much they they go through in the training. You know, at the very end, they got to do their thousand squats. Then they got to do the the sumo squat before they get to to leave for the rest of the day, and so we're we're just we're getting an in depth look on what it is to be not just a member of the the dojo training and learning, but him as a person. We get to see him as he's learning Japanese, as he's getting acclimated to being in a, a foreign country. For a, for a time a bit longer than what he expected, I'm sure. As I mentioned, he, he's making the most of the situation. You know, those people in the dojo are probably like brothers to him now. And so it's it's good to be around people that you care about and they care about you. And you guys are all basically in the trenches together. So it was really awesome that we got to see not just a perspective of somebody in the dojo, but we got to see about him. You know, he talks a lot about his growth and, and himself and what he what he's had to go through to get to where he's at now in the year or so that he's spent off and on wrestling in Japan. I think he said it was his third tour. And so that's I mean, that that's pretty good. I, I, you know, you're asked back three tours from all Japan. I, I would say that's definitely a good sign. And, we, sure. you know, we're, we're I mean, I, I was elated when. We're getting to see all this stuff that a lot of people either don't don't care to go and learn about or some folks just had to learn visually because they have there have been videos released, obviously, of what it is to go through the training and to, you know, experience what it is to be in the dojo. We've seen lots of videos of that. Uh, I'm sorry. We've seen we've seen videos of it. I don't know about a lot, but I'm sure there's a lot out there. But the point <laughs> is, is that we, we, we've seen these videos, but we've never had them in such detail for non-Japanese speakers. Right. And so it was big of Akira. Right. Francesco Akira to make sure that it was something that could more universally be 
uh, you know, like people could dig it, you know, because if, if it, I have a feel, I, I, I feel that if, if it was just in Italian and Japanese, it, it sort of narrows down what, who you're trying to get this across to. But English is a bit more universal. And so anybody from, you know, uh, from San Francisco all the way to, let's say, Papua New Guinea would be able to watch this interview and a good amount of folks would be able to understand it and really get the most out of it. The, the message that Akita is trying to send across with this documentary. And it's, it's the first of its kind. You know, there, there have been a couple of non-Japanese uh uh, wrestlers that have come out of the all japan dojo and we were we're working on trying to to talk to some of them because as awesome as this is I, i'm sure a lot of listeners out there would dig it if we get to to talk to some folks that got to spend time in the the dojo with the guys like baba suruta you know the the guys that really kind of um they created the four pillars you know they created all Japan Pro Wrestling in the 90s, which is just this this uh, image of, uh, like, wrestling perfection, you know, for, for a lot of people. And so uh, it is awesome that we got this so in-depth, so uh, so clear across that we didn't have to just watch the, the video and kind of make out what's being said. I mean, we, we get the full brunt of things. And, and, and at times, we even see some of the Japanese wrestlers using English to get across over to Akita. And so that's really good that they're trying really hard to, you know, get, get him to a level of comfort where he can understand them and they can understand him. And everybody is working on uh, uh, this great level where there's enough communication between himself and the rest of the guys to where everything works, everything flows. And as we've seen in the video, he, he is right in the mix of things. Akita is, is definitely right in the the thick of everything you know he's right there he's doing everything that they're doing he's eating what they're eating he's he's living and experiencing the dojo life just like they are you know it's a it's a beautiful thing if you really think about it that you have a dojo that uh, a system that doesn't care so much about uh race doesn't care so much about color so much as the the spirit and the heart that you have for pro wrestling for for training for becoming the best that you can be and that that to me is a a, a very welcome message you know um, yeah that's a really that's a really beautiful thing and right now yeah, getting global your your product is such an important aspect so i'm really glad old japan took this chance and go go there with uh, with francesco and with with this big documentary because uh, it is important this is very important so I'm really glad uh, Old Japan uh, made this choice. Yeah, I am too. You know, uh, because if if uh, if it had been anybody else, we don't know if they had gone through this much trouble to produce a English language doc documentary about somebody's life while they're living in Japan abroad during this, uh, you know, the the, the COVID-19 thing. And, and he's, you know, like I said, he's making the most of it. He's training. He's working his butt off. He showed that he's he putting on some muscle. So congrats to him. I, I know that can be difficult for some wrestlers, you know, but uh, if you just keep at it, you keep eating your chonko, you say your prayers and you eat your vitamins, brother, everything will go out right. <laughs> yeah, and the documentary also says that has rice coming out of uh, 
of his eyes of ears. So that's uh, that, that's kind of great. Right. Yeah, I do remember him talking about just eating just like lots and lots of rice. And um, it's really interesting to hear about what wrestlers go and they start um, eating a whole bunch of so that they can bulk up. You know, um, I, I think it's Umehara. Ume, I forget. There's a New Japan rookie. I forget which one it is in particular right now. But uh, I, I overheard. I, I read something the other day where he's been eating like bunch of eggs ever since the like every day he's eating like a ton of eggs on like a daily basis ever since the the lockdown started and so i'm just like man you know i i forget how many eggs he was having a day but it was it was freaking huge i i, I don't know if it was like 20 eggs i, I think it was somewhere around there but like no. damn that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> That does it for the first part of our interview with Manuel. We want to say thank you for him joining us on the show. Uh, as you heard, you can pick out his website, Shields of Wrestling, and we are going to take a break. When we come back, we will be talking about the rest of the events that were happening in June and the results. This is Uncle June's Junction. Thank you to our guest, Emmanuel, for joining us. And we are always glad to have brand new guests come over and talk shop with us, talk all Japan with us. Uh, it's a real treat. We've had uh, people from various other different podcasts and co-promoting. And it's awesome. You know, it's a, it's a great way to build positivity in a wrestling community internet wrestling community you know we see so much negativity and toxicity it's a nice change to see people be able to get along and co-mingle you know with relative ease so let's go ahead and get back on track with what's going on in late june as far as all japan is concerned so when we last left off we were talking about if i'm not mistaken we were talking about one of the the wednesday specials which was that uh you know shuji ishikawa he went up against black Renzore in the first generation superhuman investigation edition style of match kind of entertainment match to uh, you know kind of keep things going in terms of bringing uh, content to all japan fans and shuji ishikawa he you know he submitted black menzore in under five minutes just about under five minutes again black menzore trying to get the uh, the upper hand on some of the all japan wrestlers and it just never really seems to work we move on to uh, the very next thing, which was uh, a week later. We had a Wednesday special. We had Hokuto Omori go up against uh, Dan Tamura in a five-minute draw, and they managed to also get into that one-minute uh, time limit for the overtime. And so we're going to have two new opponents whenever we have a new Wednesday special, uh, the Fight Club happening. We have not had one, and we are recording this as of, uh, I believe it's like late June. Uh, so uh, we haven't had a new one since then. And so uh, we move on to the 19th. 
which was the Turning Point show. And a couple of things of note were the uh, the opener saw uh, Kuma Arashi beat uh, Dan Tamura in little a little over two minutes. Kuma Arashi, a part of Infants Terrible, that are running roughshod over all Japan. They are kicking butt and taking names, and they've been they've been and very successful so far in their arrival in all Japan. The next match saw Black Menzore and Yusuke Kodama that strange union there that strange tag team go up against okuto omori and atsuki aoyagi you would see aoyagi take the loss here menzore gets the pin with the jackknife hold and a little under seven minutes moving on to the next match saw kento and francesco akira one of our good friends of the show he tagged up with kento in a big win against triple crown champion suama and yusuke okada who is uh again he's the rookie he is the young boy for evolution uh you would see miyahara get the win with the german suplex hold at 10 minutes a little over 10 minutes uh getting the win over okada moving on to the next match we saw yoshitatsu getting the win over uh Zeus and Aizanagi of Purple Haze. Love that name. Uh, teaming up with Sego Tachibana, who is recently arrived just a couple of weeks ago from Wrestle 1. Yoshitatsu gets the win in a little under 12 minutes with the Yoshitatsu Rhapsody. Getting that tap, <laughs> getting that tap out on Aizanagi. So we move on to the 24th, another Wednesday special. We saw... Black Menzode again try to get the upper hand on somebody uh, does not work out the way he thinks it does. This time he was facing Suama and he gets dunked on his head like they all do and in about three minutes with the backdrop I mean the backdrop. Suama has the backdrop in all Japan. You could say Jake has it but I still think Suama's kind of hits a little harder. So we move on to the turning point show on uh, 628 and uh, some things of note or the two matches that we saw Yoshitatsu and Seigo Tachibana successful again against Purple Haze this time it gets Zeus and Udamaro Yoshitatsu fan it gets the I'm sorry Yoshitatsu gets the tap out with the Yoshitatsu fantasy on Udamaro in a little under nine minutes also we saw Kuma Arashi team up with his Infants Terrible teammate Yusuke Okadama they get a big win over Jin's Jake Lee and Koji Iwamoto when Arashi uses the diving senton in a little over 13 minutes we move on to the big show which is the show on the 30th broadcast number eight still being filmed over at Chiba 2A Square we saw the Asunaro Cup resume we saw Dan Tamuda get a, a win over the winless the younger Aoyagi brother uh, Tamura would get the win with the modified Texas Cloverleaf hold, which would we would be we would nah, sorry, which we would begin to start seeing Tamura use more and more as time goes on. But we'll talk about that in the next episode or two. So we also saw Okuto Omori get two points over Rising Hayato, who is from EPW. With the German suplex hold in eight and a half minutes, just about. We move on to the next match. Zeus and Udamaro get a big 
I would say a much needed win for Purple Haze. They get the win over Takao Mori and Black Menzore. We see Zeus with the jackhammer get the victory over Black Menzore. Six and a half minutes, 6.31. We see Yoshitatsu and Sego Tachibana get a big win over Yuma, Aoyagi, and Tajiri. This new team forming up. Um, it's a big win for Yoshitatsu. He's on a roll. He's been tapping out people left and right with uh, this new tag partner. Moving away seemingly from that team that he had so long with Kento. Uh, Yoshitatsu actually tapping out Tajiri in this match. Surprisingly, I would have thought Yuma might, you know, he's kind of lingering right now. He might have taken the, the, the loss, but he did not. So the next match we saw Kento, Jito, and Francesco Akira, who are beginning to form this little this little union, this unit team, going up against Evolutions, Yusuke Okada and Hikaru Sato, along with Shuji Ishikawa, the 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 all star team of Miyahara, Jito, and Francesco get the win when Kento uses German suplex hold on Okada. In a little under 11 minutes, we saw the junior heavyweight title contendership be. They finally figured out who's going to go and challenge Suzumu Yokosuka, who is uh, of he's with Dragon Gate. He's been the title holder since the beginning of the year, essentially. And we saw Iwamoto get the win over Kodama. A little under 13 minutes with the Koko no Gejetsu, that awesome, beautiful judo throw that he's got. So Koji is going to challenge. In the next month for the the junior heavyweight, the world junior heavyweight title, Jake Lee goes and gets a. a uh, I would definitely say a much needed win in the singles column for uh, for himself for Jin. He beats Kuma Arashi with his backdrop suplex at a little under eight and a half minutes. Pretty solid match. I would definitely say I'd go out of my way to watch it. The main event saw Shotaro Ashino, this guy who has been. Petitioning Suwama for a shot at the Triple Crown and has definitely racked up some wins and has warranted taking a look at Suwama, gives him that shot. Suwama puts him away in a really, really, really fun I just you know, if you you if you if you know these two guys, you know the kind of match that they're capable of and I feel like they can do better, but I definitely think this was a, a good match and it's something that is just it's the beginning. This is like the tippy top. You know, or this is the the sorry, this is the this is just the beginning. You know, we're just seeing the beginning of their interactions, and so Suama gets the win with the last ride in just a hair under 28 minutes, and that closed up that show on the 30th. But we also had one more. Oh no, no, no! I got that right. Yep, I got that right. Awesome. Okay, so that is gonna do it for the shows for june and again we want to say thank you to manual for joining us we will be back with a new episode that entirely covers all of july we kind of meant to do a little bit of early july in with june but i kind of felt maybe it was a better idea to just do june so we're going to cut it off with june we're going to focus on a whole episode for july and that's that so we want to thank you folks for joining us again this is all japan worldwide fan groups english commentary i'm sorry all japan worldwide fan groups official podcast uncle's june uh, uncle june's junction thank you for joining us we will be back with a brand new episode until then take care god bless godspeed 
stay vigilant with being sanitary and social distancing wear a mask make sure that you're being clean and that you're limiting who you're being around and how much you're going out but most importantly be smart be educated about this thing get out there and, and learn about how easy this thing can you know really thing can really get into uh the 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 very fibers of the things that make up our society so until then till the next episode blue justice Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.